0: Hi, welcome to the Aesthetic Podcast. I'm your host, Ann Bechtold, and I'm here with my co-host, Sarah. Good morning. Today, I'm very excited. We have one of the foremost and talented Sculptra injectors here in the United States. Her name is Stacy Kane Armstrong. She operates out of Savannah, Georgia, and she's at Renewal MD. And she's not only an RN, she has her BSN. Hi, Stacy. How are you doing today?
1: I'm wonderful. Hello, everybody.
0: We are so glad to have you here. I really appreciate you accepting my invitation, and um, we just want to get to know you better. And but most of all, we want to be able to tell our our um, listeners, listeners. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we want to be able to tell our listeners about Scultra and what Scultra is used for. Because, as you know, I'm sure you do a lot of education with your clients when they come in. They are confused, not only between the difference in a Botox or neuromodulator versus a filler, but um, then when you get into the different kinds of fillers, they get really confused. So we will touch on that in a moment. However, Mm -hmm. just kind of as a let's get to know you real quickly. We're going to do a little rapid fire session. Oh, boy. How do you feel about that?
1: Awesome. Great. Let's do it.
0: Okay. Okay. So you uh, just
2: pick between these. No, no thinking. Just first instinct answer. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. Here we go. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Tacos or burgers? Tacos. Botox or Dysport? Both. Both. <laughs> That's cheating. <laughs> okay. Beach or mountains? Uh, beach. Juvederm or Restylane? Both. <laughs> She's being politically correct. Everything. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Microneedling or fractional laser?
1: Fractional laser.
0: Ooh. Ooh. that that is crazy, Stacey. I'm telling you, even on both, yours and mine answers in my head were identical, except I would go for the microneedling. But that's you just know, my personal I, well, opinion.
1: You know what? I think maybe our fractional device here might not be the same as a, as a typical fractional laser. So that might be the difference. Um, but... It's tough. That's a tough choice. It really is a, a tough choice.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We don't,
1: we, we don't have the CO2 fractional laser um, here. We've got the, the Trinity series fractionated RF.
0: Oh, I love that um, though. Which,
1: which is a little bit different, but yeah. Yeah. You don't, have, you don't have that downtime that you have with that CO2. Um But yeah. microneedling is wonderful, and especially PRP.
0: Um, yes. So. Well, so we digress. But.
1: Yes, we we might we might
0: yeah that was a tough one. <laughs> that is a tough one, but yeah, so it's good to get to know you. Yes, thank you. Um, thank we want to know more. So, can we give give us a
2: little quick um, like background of how you got into this industry and and what you love about it
1: okay. Well, I've been a nurse for about 25 years now. I was started out as a high-risk OB nurse straight out of nursing school. Um, and I did that for about 18 years. Um, and I loved it. I truly loved it. But working at a hospital, working 12-hour shifts, night shifts, on-call, um, and my kids were in middle school, I knew I had to make a change. So I uh, knew some friends at the plastic surgery office that said, hey, you know, I'm looking for something new. And they said, hey, Dr. McGovern is looking for a nurse. And so I applied not even thinking that I would ever be looked at twice, and I got the job. Uh, My first day here, um, I'll never forget this. Laurel was our um, MERS rep or radius rep at the time, and she started training me the very first day on the job. I didn't know the difference between restaurant and radius that day.
0: Even before, Um, like, a neuromodulator, you were into... She was there training
1: me. Yes, I did. I had no idea what I was, she was talking about. I really didn't. But you know what, I went home that day going, (laughs) all right, I have got to learn anatomy. I have got to learn everything I can possibly, I started watching YouTube videos. (laughs) There wasn't a whole lot out there at that time. Back in 2009, there were some,
2: Yeah.
0: but
1: I, I, everything I could get my hands on to read, you better believe I got a hold of it. And just just that, that day made me gave me a desperation to learn, and
0: I I can imagine, yeah, I can totally appreciate that, I bet it did, (laughs) but
1: yeah, so, so I did start off, I started learning, um, on Discord, um, I had a wonderful, back then it was Metasys rep, um, Keely, and she got me started, and she stuck with me, and she stayed with me, and, uh, she helped, um, Uh, trained me. And, um, so, you know, that's, that's basically how I got my feet wet. And, um, you know, being Dr. McGovern's nurse, she does a lot of injectables and she's wonderful. She trained me immensely. Her amount of knowledge is just incredible. She's so talented and, and, um, amazing. And if I, I think if I knew just how amazing she was, I might've been too intimidated to even apply to be her nurse. I tell her (laughs) all the time. So,
0: so so what kind of, not knowing of,
1: how great she was 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 probably a, a good thing. So, anyways, so you know, just 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 having that support system there and and learning. Oh, yeah, um
0: absolutely. Was, was great. What kind of physician is she? Did you say she's, she, a, a, she's plastic? a plastic surgeon? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, she does everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love working with plastic surgeons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and we just learn so much. And the, when when a nurse has an opportunity, in my opinion. When a nurse has an opportunity to learn aesthetics Uh with or alongside a plastic surgery office or particular physicians, um, and you get to see especially facelifts and be involved Uh with understanding facelifts and things like that, it just gives you a whole nother deeper understanding of rejuvenating the face. Absolutely. Yeah, and so um, I've been fortunate to to work with some plastic surgeons too, and, and i it, that kind of experience has completely been invaluable for me and for uh-huh. my practice. So, <laughs> okay, full disclosure, we have we have Darby on set today. We have she's a sneezy puppy. She's a sneezy puppy. She is half she's half, half dachshund and half yorkie. I'm going to go let her out. And um, she is just being a little dog. So, she is just a little dog. There she goes away she's visiting the office today <laughs> so back to um, so back to uh, sculptra let's uh-huh. t- let's briefly talk about real quick educate our audience on what the difference between sculptra and the other fillers are and in fact it's kind of hard to call sculptra a filler in my opinion but i'll let you i'll let you kind of address that if you want
1: Okay, uh, so sculpture is a different animal altogether.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it, it to me, what I like to use it for is in conjunction with my HAs. Um, I don't use it as a lifter. I use it as a filler. So um, the temple areas are the uh, primary primary area that I like to use it in. Yeah. Um, to fill that in it's just it's very safe product for that area it fills in nicely you do two applications six weeks apart it will last for a very very long time
0: now let me Um, jump in here and explain to our our listeners why we would put something like that in the temples it's because if you are walking down the street and you'll start noticing after we mention this you're going to start noticing this but as people age their temples start to get concave and in some of the practices I've been in, we actually call it peanut head if they get concave enough. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they, they look like a little peanut head because they go in right at the, right at the right point in their head. And so, yeah, anyway, um, and, and replacing that volume can make a really big difference in the way their age is perceived.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it just pulls everything, you know, on point. So, uh, correcting that is is critical in order to do the rest of what you're you're trying to do you've got to get that temple area um fixed or corrected excuse me um so and another thing I like about sculptures it last you know it's, the indication is two to five years so I think the end of the studies at five years so it can continue on lasting for I don't know how long um I've seen patients come back in here after they've had um you know their sculpture done two three years later, and they look better than when they walked in. So that's another oh, reason yeah. I like it. It's a great skin booster.
0: Yeah, and so another another aspect we call this a biostimulatory um, mm-hmm. type of filler. There's fillers out there that are made of hyaluronic acid that are HAs, and the HAs is what is what you're going to see people having put in their lips. But you would never ever ever put sculpture in the lips. So just never. for yeah, just for our Audience education, if you ever have a nurse injector and they want to put Sculpture in your lips, get up and walk out because the only thing they should be putting in is Juvederm or Restylane, you know, hyaluronic acid fillers. Um, So, yeah, and another thing, too, can you touch on the history of Sculptra? I think that's what's so amazing, and, in fact, just a little sideline. My husband and I went um, about a month or so ago, we went to go see Bohemian Rhapsody. And Bohemian Rhapsody won a Golden Globe, and then, of course, the actor. Which they deserved. I love that movie. Yeah, so it was a great movie. But, um, and then Freddie, Freddie Mercury um, died of AIDS. So let's talk about the history of sculpture real quick. That might help put into perspective with people, like, what this can actually do. <laughs>
1: Right, so it's, it uh, first came out and people were just using it in the face all over, and uh, I think a lot of doctors um, were trying to use it as a lifter, and they would they would use use it um, one time and say, "Well, gosh, it went away, and it never, you know, I didn't see much results with it, so we're not using it in our practice." Um, and I think later on that they discovered, "Hey, you've got to do two applications six weeks apart you've got to do two so that grew um and they started using it all over the face they started using it as a skin booster they, they they noticed it was a great biostimulant for the skin and rejuvenating that um i like to get facelift patients ready um you know for their facelift and and improving the quality of their skin but with the sculpture oh that's a great uh, idea
0: i hadn't thought about that mm-hmm. well and kind of what i was getting at too so i don't know if you may be aware but Sculptra was actually first used on HIV patients that they had that severe uh um, yes. yeah, the gaunt that that severe gaunt of you know aging of the face because they would lose so much weight and lose all of the, the fatty tissues in their face. And, um, and, in, and insurance would pay for that. Yeah, yeah. And so it it's an amazing. So it can literally take somebody that that looks um, very emaciated. And then give them that that soft, round, youthful look again. Which, uh-huh. is, yeah, that's that's why we love it as injectors. We love this uh-huh. stuff. So, yep, yeah. lay that
1: right on top of your HAs. Yeah, it's beautiful.
0: So beautiful. We talked about the temples. Um, uh-huh. Tell me, is that your favorite place to use it, or do you have a, a favorite where you where you oh, feel like they get the biggest bang for their buck, or or maybe where do you think they should start? with it of course those are kind of loaded questions but you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and of course it's always patient dependent you know when you look at your patient you do the consultation you have to just make sure that you know they're they're the right candidate for this product because it is a biostimulant and it is um biostimulating the patient to produce their own collagen. So if they're a smoker or if they're somebody that's not in good nutritional balance or if they're if there in age, it's not going to be an appropriate product. But one of my favorite product places to do it, as I mentioned, is the temples and all over the face is a skin booster. Um, I have done some depressed scars with it and it has been amazing. Um, you know, I've done scars all over the body with it. Um oh, and really? recently I just did a gentleman who um had a brow lift. I did all the way across his scar of his brow. Um, it was very difficult because that scalp was um uh, I bet. it was just not very <laughs> forgiving. But yeah. man, the results were amazing and he looks so good. And then we microneedled after that. Okay. And it was great with PRP. And it yeah. was glorious. Yeah. Glorious.
0: It is fabulous. And, um, and one thing kind of off podcast, uh, before you came on the podcast, we were chatting, you had mentioned, uh, using it in the neck and I hadn't, yes. I, I hate to admit this. I haven't really seen that or heard of people doing that. So I love this idea. So tell me a little bit more about that.
1: Okay. Well, I mix sculpture and a little bit of Define together in a syringe and, um, you know, just kind of did little droplets all over the neck um, to give the neck a skin a boost and a little bit thicker and more hydrated appearance.
0: It was beautiful. Yeah, I mean, what what a fantastic idea! Because that is where a lot of us have issues. If if we have patients that are coming in, they're getting facial rejuvenation, um, then the next step is okay. Well, we want the neck and the décolleté to match, which. What's going on with the face, and that that mm-hmm. can be a, a lot more challenging a lot of times than doing the face. And so right now, kind of what as I know that we have now non-surgical. Obviously, you can get a neck lift, but let's talk about non-surgical. We have right. you know the fractional lasers. We have um we have the um RF the radio frequency. Mm-hmm. We have microneedling. We even have like radio frequency microneedling itself. We have mm-hmm. these different things, but. Um, I, I can imagine that the sculpture, I'm going to have to try that on a couple of my patients. Um, yes. That's yeah. probably amazing. And then amazing. run some
1: radio frequency over it two weeks later, let the sculpture incorporate into the tissues, and then two weeks bring them back in and just run, you know, a little bit of radio frequency over, over the neck, and it is amazing, the results. Ah. I just absolutely love it.
0: Oh, I love that. That does, that sounds fantastic. I get so excited <laughs> about things like this when I hear new mm-hmm. techniques or new results. I'm just like, ah! I can't wait to get it started um. you know and i
1: i, I often with my patient will go ahead and pre-purchase um a package of sculpture it's usually two to four vials depending on what they need and what their goals are then i will throw in two treatments of um thermi um on them it doesn't cost me anything to run the thermi machine you know it takes about 15 minutes and they absolutely love it they usually end up buying a thermi package as well yeah so um you know, and I'm not trying to sell them anything extra. It's just that the results are so amazing. How could you not show them how amazing it could possibly be?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that I tell people, um, I, I honestly, I'm sorry to plastic surgeons who love to do a lot of face and neck lifts, so I apologize if this is <laughs> offensive to them, but I truly believe that with the facial rejuvenation, neck, decollete, even hands, we're not going to forget Uh hands, that we can do. I really believe that if people start on these things, you know, in their mid-40s, maybe a little early 40s. Now, I mean, you could start with a simple neuromodulator like Botox or Dysport like in your 30s. But, I mean, as we get older and we start losing that volume, we then we do the volume replacement with the fillers, the skin's getting saggy, you know, with being able to do – these different fractional lasers we have, the microneedling and the Sculptra, I truly believe that people may either never get a facelift or they can put a facelift off another 10 to 15 years than what people are normally getting them, which is kind of mid, mid-50s to mid-60s. I mean, I truly believe that the technology and the tools we have are, can keep people out of the O.R.,
1: I agree, I agree, 100%. And um, no offense to my plastic surgeons, (laughs) but a repeat uh, facelift is a nightmare for a nurse to take care of. Um, you know, yeah. afterwards we're, we're, we're just, we have to watch them so closely, you yeah. got all that scar tissue, you got everything. So tell my clients, let's look, it's a one-time thing. Just once one, one facelift and you're done that, you know, that's it. So let's maintain it. Let's, let's take care of it. Um, and I, I do believe with the, um, technology that we have uh, with our electronic based devices and products such as Sculptra and our, um, HA's that, You know, we can postpone that for a very long time, if not indefinitely.
0: Yeah. Those darn millennials, they'll never have to have a surgical facelift.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa.
2: (laughs) I'm feeling personally attacked right now. (laughs) But I also say thank you for saving me tens of thousands of
0: dollars. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It all depends on where it's coming from, Where, where the frustration is coming from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like to blame everything on millennials. I know. We're a perfect target, but guess who raised millennials? Don't look at me. Who taught millennials how to be (laughs) human beings in society? Oh, well, maybe I did. Maybe their generation. Well, you and your siblings are, I did a great job. I'm just going to pat myself on the back with that one. Mm (laughs) Mm-hmm. You're not the average millennial, I have to say. Well, thank you. I take yeah. that as a compliment. It is a compliment because you're very, very, very... Um, smart. Well, besides smart, but you're <laughs> extremely motivated and... Thank you. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. And and I get Well, the problem is I'm having, like... My brain fog is going. I can't think of my words. So why don't you just think of the words for me? Just tell everybody how (laughs) fantabulous you are. (laughs) Self-motivated, intelligent. Good looking. Never going to need a facelift. Never going to need a facelift for sure. (laughs) So
2: anyway. What are some, can I ask this um, queen of sculpture, (laughs) your honor, um, what what are some negative side effects that people could experience with sculpture? What are some things to kind of that Um, you warn your clients about?
1: Okay. Well my after instructions include the five 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 rule. You have to massage the area for five minutes, five times a day, for five days. And the reason we do this is because um, the little crystals, in theory, can kind of migrate and bunch up and form a little knot. So, and I have seen this happen um, on a few patients, and they've come back and they've like, well, no, we really, I really didn't massage it. It, you know, it was tender, and I didn't do it. I was like, aha! So you have so a knot can form. Um, or it could be that the biostimulant just did not work on the patient and the sculpture just does not work. Um, then you have to dive in and, and say, okay, what, what is going on? You know, um, because if a biostimulant like sculpture is not working on you, chances are nothing else that's a biostimulant energy based or otherwise is going to work on you. So you wouldn't be a candidate for oral therapy or for radio frequency or anything else like that either. So, um, those are some of the downsides to that.
0: Well, that is one of the downsides. Of Sculptra is the patient dependency. Um, you know, we have to depend on them that they're doing the post-treatment instructions that we've given them. But if they do, they're they're going to get just an amazing result. They will, honestly, when I see people that have had Sculptra, um, the clients that I've seen, they do look like that they've had some type of facelift. And the great thing about it is, now nowadays, you know, facelifts 10 years ago and longer ago, they, they were a lot different um but the sculptor looked better than than the facelifts looked because back then they were doing what one of my friends used to call the piano wire facelift you know they just pulled everything as tight as possible oh my gosh <laughs> and but now facelifts are a little bit um a little bit more conservative and they're doing fat transfer to the face or sometimes if the physician is not as skilled or likes to do fat transfer, or whatever. Sometimes they'll do, they'll do fillers, but they'll wait for the patient to heal, and then they'll do fillers about six to eight weeks after the patient has healed. It just kind of depends on the physician, and some of that depends on the patient what they what they're comfortable with, because uh, because as you know, probably there's a downside to doing the fat transfer, but even that's getting better. But uh-huh. back to my original point is, sculpture patients can look like that they've had an actual. Facelift. facelift without without having all the downtime the cost and just all that stuff so right. yeah and
1: they're gradually improving over the next two years so yeah. uh, that's what the, the studies have shown and and, and that's the amazing uh, part of it
0: yeah yeah you what commercial was that you're not you're you're not getting older you're getting better that should be that ought to be sculpture's new tagline hey Gal, right. hey Galderma. by the way if you'd like to purchase that tagline from me and use it in your advertising, just contact me. Aestheticanrn at gmail.com. We'll talk.
1: And while you're at it, give the indication for skin boosting.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, and there's, you know, there's a lot of different ways. So you were talking about kind of the micro droplets, doing that along mm-hmm. the neck. But there's also um, are you familiar with the aqua gold treatment?
1: Yes 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 and I'm not so sure that aqua if the, with the aqua gold I haven't tried it with with the sculpture in it yet. Uh, I was thinking that it might be a little too thick a little bit the crystals might be a little bit too big to um, actually get into the skin that way. I have microneedled myself and done my, given myself a sculpture bath afterwards. Oh! I,
0: <laughs> a sculpture bath. That, I love that. A
1: sculpture bath afterward. yes. And so I've done that twice. And... and I'm not so sure that I saw results from that because I'm not so sure the sculpture actually got into it. It might have, but um, in theory it sounded good. So I tried it.
0: Well, Stacy, you need to give it about two years. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Sometimes we're the hardest, but um, no, you, people will see results much sooner than that. But as you Uh said, it just gets better and better. So Uh um, I think we've hit about everything on sculpture that we can, um, can you think of anything else to wrap things up? Can you think of anything else that um, potential clients or patients would want to know or need to know?
1: I think we've covered it. I think we've covered the basics of it.
0: Yeah. Okay. So people that may be listening to this podcast in the surrounding Savannah, Georgia area, why don't you give them the information on how they can get in touch with you Um Tell plug them, yourself, girl. Yeah, tell plug yourself. Tell them about Renewal MD exactly in Savannah, where you're located. And um, and also, let me say this real quick. There's not a lot of actual nurse injectors or, or talented, skilled injectors in your, the Savannah area, from my understanding. And um, there may be several people doing Botox or simple fillers, but there's certainly not a lot doing um, Sculptra, and they don't have the seven years experience doing it that you do so so get your plug in girl go <laughs>
1: Yes. Yeah, so as far as I know, I am um, the only RN or PA in this area that's doing sculpture on a regular basis and that's been doing it for, for seven years. Uh, so if you'd like to contact me, you can go to our website. It's www.myrenewalmd.com um, and uh, make an appointment. We are located, like, like you mentioned, in Savannah, Georgia, right next to St. Joseph's Hospital um and i am here monday through friday all the time
0: okay awesome well i have never been to savannah i would love to come and visit we're gonna have to take a little visit we're gonna have to do a little road trip because ever, yes. ever since i've seen the movie uh, midnight in the garden of good and evil with kevin spacey i've wanted to come there and i bet you hear that all the time but i'm just now so intrigued with savannah
1: you know, Savannah has so many great films that are, are made here. Um, Forces of Nature with Sandra Bullock. Oh. Um, Forrest Gump was, was filmed here. Oh. Forrest Gump one of my favorite movies.
0: I didn't realize um, that. Oh, my God, yeah, Sarah's we have, dying. We have a
1: huge, huge movie draw here. There's, there's all the time uh, a movie being filmed here, uh, Lady in the Tramp they're filming right now here uh, they might
0: there's have no place that, that up in wait
1: that that's a cartoon
0: yeah so they but so they film the cartoons there so, yeah
1: celebrity <laughs> sightings are all all i, I hear about it from my clients all the time Um uh, so i just saw john travolta um, Oh wow
0: <laughs> um that is so cool i love that yeah well, I'm just so intrigued with Savannah, and it has oh, so much... Oh, oh,
1: Magic Mike was filmed here, too. Oh, really? Oh, oh yeah. Well, maybe
0: you'll have to take me to the club they filmed that at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can probably get a, I can get a pass from my husband. <laughs> um, so,
1: yeah. So. I'll be, I'll, I will be your tour guide as well as your sculptress.
0: <laughs> that would be great. Yes, the sculptress, sculptress. I love that. The sculptress god. <laughs> Goddess. Actually the sculptor's goddess is what you goddess.
2: are. Oh yes, wise yes. sculpture master.
0: Yes. So um, yeah, Savannah has such rich history. I I love that. Well thank yes, you yes, so we're much
1: being the most haunted
0: city. Uh, that too. Yeah. Well we can't even we, we won't even go there. That's a whole another whole nother discussion. Mm-hmm. And it could be like a separate podcast. Maybe I should start a ghost hunting podcast too. Oh my gosh. Know. Oh my gosh. We can't We can't even get into that. We've we've been to the martles in um No, no, we can't in that, Louisiana. We can't get into that. We so get into
2: that. Well, thank you Stacy so much for being a guest with us today. Thank you for everything that you
0: shared with thank us. Thank you.
1: So kindly. I appreciate it. It's been a joy to be with y'all today.
0: Anyone that is in the Savannah area, please go see Stacy. You're going to love it. She's going to she does amazing things. All right, Thank Stacey, you. well, you take care. You have a wonderful day.
2: Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you check us out at our website, aesthetican.com, located in the Dallas area. Come visit us if you're in that area for some sculpture yourself. Um, feel free to email us or drop a comment if you have anything to add or share, or questions for us or for Stacy. and we hope you guys have a wonderful day.
0: Awesome. Thank you, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.